God has a specific desire and design for your role as a mom. Join me as we discuss common mom stuff and how we can and should view it from the heart of Jesus. My desire is that you will leave each episode with a smile on your face and empowered to be one step closer to the mom God has called you to be. Hey friend, it is Tiffany. We are together on the last week, the last Friday of February, which means this is the last of our lessons learned episodes. We have been talking all month about lessons that I have learned over the past year as I have been celebrating my 43rd birthday and this podcast's very first birthday. Next week, we are going to be getting back to our focus for season two of this podcast, which is talking about ways that we should be imitating Christ in our lives, in every area of our lives, and specifically how that looks like for life as a mom. If you're new to this podcast and haven't heard any of the Imitating Christ episodes, then now is the time to go back to episode 39 and listen to the episodes that we have already done. There are only four of them, so it'll be easy to get caught up. We have already talked about imitating Christ through surrender, body image, love, and in prayer. So listen to those if you haven't, and next week we are going to jump in with another episode of Imitating Christ. But for today, We are going to be wrapping up this Lessons Learned series by talking about lessons that I have learned this past year as I have spent time writing and preparing for the publication of my third children's book. Even though these are lessons that I have learned while publishing this third book, they are life lessons that I know that everybody is going to be able to relate to in a different way. Some of you guys may not even know that I'm a children's author. I have two books that are currently out and one book, my third book, that is on the way in a very, very, very short period of time. So within the next six weeks, my third book will be in my hand and it can be in your hand too. I'm hoping to have a solid date very soon that I can pass on to you. But until then, I'm just saying it's very soon. To say I'm excited is an understatement. For those of you that are unfamiliar with my books, I'm going to briefly share about them really quick. My first book is called, What Did Your Dinosaur Do Today? Then my second book is called, What Did Your Baby Doll Do Today? And the third one that's coming out is called, What Did You Talk to God About Today? They are all simple books with illustrations that will entertain even the adults. They are meant to be books that become one of your child's favorites that they ask to read over and over again. I want my books to be books that they remember into adulthood and then want to share with their own children. The purpose behind each one of them is to help You create memories with your child as you snuggle close and read them together. They are, of course, written with your kiddos' enjoyment in mind, but also with the parent or grandparent or whoever is reading them. I wanted them to enjoy reading them, too. 
If you don't own these books yet, then you can find them on Amazon or Barnes and Noble online, or you can head over to tiffanytutu.com and you can find a link there too. And of course, I'll put a link for purchase in today's show notes as well, if that is where you want to find them. There's zero risk in ordering them. If you order them and they come in and they aren't what you were hoping for, then you can just return them. But trust me, you are going to end up keeping them and then find yourself ordering more for friends and family. So like I mentioned, I've learned some lessons this year from the process of publishing that third book. What did you talk to God about today? The book is going to teach kids that they can talk to God in prayer about anything at any time and anywhere. Sometimes as adults, we overthink our prayer life and complicate it. We complicate it so much more than it has to be. My goal with this book is to get kids at a very early age, realizing how easy it is to talk to God so that they become very comfortable talking to him about everything in childhood. And then they just continue that into adulthood. My prayer is also that the adults reading this book to their kids will also be prompted to remember how easy it is to talk to God and how much God longs for us to talk to him about everything. So this leads me to the first thing that I learned this year, and that is that I'm seeing the fruit of the seeds that I've been planting in my kids about the power and the importance of prayer. As a mom, you spend every day on repeat teaching the same lessons in lots of different areas of life. And sometimes you can start to wonder if any of those lessons are ever going to actually stick or if you are going to be teaching the same lesson to them for the rest of their life. Motherhood is a lot like that movie Groundhog Day, where the characters keep repeating the same day over and over again. That's how I feel as a mom sometimes. Different day, but same lesson. Some lessons I'm still wondering if my kids are ever going to pick up on. Like if my son is ever going to learn how to put his own socks on. But other ones, I'm actually starting to notice the fruit from the seeds I've been endlessly planting on repeat. I see the evidence that my kids know the power and importance and availability of prayer. I see the evidence in it because it's the first place that they turn when they need help and it no longer requires my prompting. In fact, sometimes my kids remind me that I just need to pray about something. We start praying with our kids out loud from literally day one as infants. As they grow up, we pray about anything that concerns them. If they lose a toy, we pray. They get a boo-boo, we pray. They feel sad, we pray. You get the idea. It's the first thing that we do, and then we look for the toy. Then we grab the Band-Aid. My husband and I, we include them in our prayers whenever we need help from God, too. My kids have been included in tons of help mommy find her fill in the blank prayers. I lose a lot of stuff. And my kids know that we're going to keep praying until we find that thing. What I love is how they recount the stories of whenever God does help us. They are constantly retelling the stories. 
they're talking about the time that God found mommy's purse or mommy's phone or the two times that God found our lost cat. As you can tell, we lose lots of things at our house. They also talk about how God healed mommy's headaches. They are five and seven years old, and they already know that prayer makes results happen, which is why I don't have to even tell them to pray for something anymore. They just know that the results, that's where you find the results. This past year, my daughter, she got something in her eye and she was crying and crying. And my son was behind me the entire time, just telling me to pray, to pray harder, to pray harder, to help her eye. There's no pressure like that of a seven-year-old telling you that you need to pray through until results happen. It was a little comical in the middle of the situation, hearing him tell me to pray harder, pray harder, pray harder, as I tried to calm my daughter down and see what was going on with her eye. But really, after it was all said and done, I was just so incredibly thankful that he knows the effective answer to any problem is to pray for God's intervention. The same goes with all the times over the years, I've encouraged them to give thanks to God whenever he answers those prayers or does something awesome for us. A month ago, something big happened for me and I was telling my son about it. His very first response surprised me. He said, mom, we need to praise God for this. So he asked Alexa to play one of his favorite worship songs. And we sat in bed and we praised God together. It's truly a memory that I will never forget with him. It made me cry. I cried because my son got it. My son got the power of praise. My son understood that all good things come from God. My heart was happy for what had happened for me. But it was even happier that my son identified that God was the one that had made that something happen and that we needed to immediately praise him for it. If you are still waiting for those seeds that you are planting in your child's life to grow, then I want to encourage you that it's coming. We are the seed planters in our kids. And God is the waterer and the gardener once things start to grow. We can't see what is happening to the seeds beneath the surface, but rest in the fact that things are happening and God sees those things happening. And one day you're going to see them too. When I'm tempted to think the seeds that I am planting and replanting in my kids are not doing anything, I remind myself of Galatians 6, 9. It says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, We will reap if we do not give up. So keep doing the good work of teaching your kids about God and instilling in them Christian values. Keep providing them with truth to help them build a firm foundation on which to build their belief and faith in God. Do not give up and you will see the harvest for your good work. Another lesson that I learned this past year as I was working on this third book was that I learned God can drop my name in any room. I'm going to admit that I spend a lot of time pondering how I can get my books into people's hands, how I can get the word out about them. 
I try my best to remember that God is in ultimate control and that I have partnered with him in this adventure. God is the best business partner because he has the details covered from day one and possesses every key to every door that will ever need to be unlocked. When I catch myself worrying, I wouldn't remember that my grandpa had a favorite verse, Psalms 50, 10, that he would say all the time. And it says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. This verse reminds me that all resources are God's and he will divvy them out as he pleases with no one to stop him. Every once in a while, God will do something unexpected that reminds me and encourages me of how in control he is of things that I have zero control in. Something happened this past month to remind me of this fact. Now, keep in mind that I live in Southern Missouri, but one morning I got an email from a library in Wisconsin saying that they had picked my dinosaur book to be part of their Reading Across America program. I thought it was really random that they knew about my dinosaur book, let alone loved it enough to choose it to highlight at their library. I love when God does these crazy cool things to show off his ability to take me places that I could never get to on my own accord, no matter how hard I tried. God can truly drop my name in my books, into any room or anyone's life that he chooses. The email from Wisconsin was a timely reminder as my third book is about to come out. A timely reminder that God can drop my name anywhere. I always get extra anxious right before a book release because so much time and effort has been put into it by so many people And I so desperately want that hard work to pay off and people to actually read the book. If you have similar worries about things in your life, I want you to know that you know that you know that you know that God can do the same thing for you. He can drop your name into rooms you would never even dare to ask to be invited into yourself. Our God is absolutely so cool. And he delights in doing really big, extravagant things for us to show how cool he is. I know so often I feel like this world is very, very large and wonder how I will ever get my books into people's hands several hundred miles away from me. I wonder how I could ever get this podcast into people's ears that I will never meet and never know in person. And then I have to remember that it isn't on my shoulders. It's not up to me it's up to God. I remember that everything belongs to God and it's all at his disposal. Psalm 95.3 says that in his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. The whole earth truly belongs to God. And if the entire earth belongs to him, he can drop your name wherever it is that he pleases. The last lesson that I'm going to talk about today is that I learned that whenever you have a dream that takes a really long time to finally come true, you realize why you had to wait so long. 
for as long as I can remember, I have dreamed about having my books in a brick and mortar Barnes and Noble store. Every time I'm near a Barnes and Noble in a different city or state, I can't help myself but to walk inside and walk through the children's book area and dream of seeing my books there one day. I've always said a prayer while standing and staring at the shelves. I ask God to make a way to one day see my books on the shelf. So if you have ever seen me in Barnes & Noble with tears running down my cheeks, that's what's happening. I'm dreaming and I'm praying and I'm believing. My books have been online at Barnes & Noble from day one, but they were never on the actual shelf. And I wanted them to be on the actual shelf for people to see. I wanted them on the shelf for me to see. I wanted that extra accomplished feeling that I imagined would accompany seeing and knowing that my books were on the actual shelf. When my dreams finally came true this summer, I had a book signing at Barnes & Noble and they started carrying my books on the shelves. I've been trying to make this happen for three years, three very long, frustrating years. I didn't understand why it wasn't happening for me earlier during those three years. I saw people that I know get their books on the Barnes and Noble shelves and I was happy for them, but I was also jealous and confused. It seemed unfair. Maybe you can relate to this in your own life. Maybe you have something that you have your heart set on and it seems like you keep getting passed over while other people that you know, maybe people that don't even care as much as you do, get to experience what it is that you so desperately want. This isn't the first time I've faced that feeling in my life. I was the girl that never had the boyfriend, the girl that didn't have the husband, and the girl that didn't have the kids. All those things have eventually gotten taken care of, but now I faced that familiar why not me feeling as I longed for my books to be on the Barnes & Noble shelf. I understand now why all of those things didn't happen in my timing. Those dreams had become a form of an idol to me and God needed me to get those things down off of the platform before he moved in and made those dreams a reality. By the time Barnes and Noble happened, my heart alignment had changed toward it. It had been relegated back to where it always belonged. A very cool thing, but not the ultimate thing. It was no longer on a pedestal. I never gave up the dream of seeing my book on the shelf. I still very much wanted it, but it wasn't everything to me any longer. It was no longer an idol. If God had let me get my book on the shelf of Barnes & Noble in my timing, I would have turned all the glory back on the book and on myself. I would have been part of an ego boost instead of a God boost. My heart posture wasn't correctly aligned three years ago. I would have been tempted to think it was all about me instead of all about God. I had some growing to do in those three years and God knew it. I needed to be able to see my book on the shelf of Barnes and Noble through different eyes. When I finally saw my book on the shelf at Barnes and Noble, I saw it with eyes that realized the goodness of God instead of the goodness of Tiffany. 
My books aren't to glorify me. They are to glorify the one that works his power through me. The one is God. If there is something that you are waiting for, I encourage you to really examine if that thing is on too high of a pedestal. God will not share the spotlight with anyone or anything. He cares so much about you that he wants to make sure you have your priorities right. It isn't him being mean about it and withholding things. It's him knowing that true joy and true fulfillment can only be found in him. He is the joy and fulfillment that sustains. Anything else will not stand the test of time, and he knows that. This is an ongoing process of constantly evaluating if I am putting anything up on a pedestal above God. Idols can look like lots of things. I know that I am prone to putting my own timetable on a pedestal and making it an idol instead of giving God wiggle room to do what he knows best concerning the timing of things. This is why whenever I started the writing and publishing process of my third book, that I purposefully, from the very beginning, made up my mind that I was not going to place any of my own time expectations on it. And it's a good thing I didn't, because this third book that's about to come out has been a long waiting game. It has been written a really long time. It's been a two-year process, longer than any of my other books. With my previous books, I very much had a timetable agenda and knew from experience that it just did not go well for my emotional well-being. So this one, I committed to being able to go with the flow with it and letting God have full reign on the timetable. One of the benefits of this long timetable has been that I've been able to pray for it a whole lot. I'm resting in the knowledge that Just like God knew the date that I would be born, that he also knows the date that this book's going to be born. And he has a good, purposeful reason for it. When I need to remember that God has my best interest in mind, when I need to remember that God isn't purposefully keeping things for me, I read Psalm 8411 says the Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. I breathe easier after I read that verse. It reaffirms what I know deep in my heart, that anything that is to my benefit, God will do anything it takes to make sure I receive it. He's not going to keep anything from me. Doesn't that make you breathe easier too? Whatever it is, that hope, that dream, that promise, that desire. If it is to your benefit, God will make sure you have it. Friend, I'm so thankful that you were with me on this podcast. If you want to keep up to date about my third book release, what did you talk to God about today? If you want to know whenever it's available for purchasing, then Make sure that you follow me on Instagram at author Tiffany Tutu, or you can join the Mommyhood Empowered Facebook group. You can also sign up for my email list. If you go to tiffanytutu.com, there is a place for you to sign up for the email 
subscription list and I'll send you updates whenever the book is ready to be released and it'll have links for you to purchase the book. Signing up for the email list will also let you get a periodic updated list of different posts that I've done, blogs and podcasts, and I'll put it all together in one place so that you can click on them there and check any of them out if anything catches your fancy. Don't forget to give this podcast a star rating and a review if you have a moment. It just helps others find this podcast and also gives them an idea of what this podcast is like. I cannot wait to chat again next week, but until then, I have a prayer for you. Dear Lord, you see the mom listening to my voice. You know the ways that you are refining her this year. You know the areas of her life that need pruned. You know the areas of her life that need cut off. You know the areas that you will cause to bloom and flourish. Remind her that the pruning, the cutting, and the blooming, they all happen under your sovereign care. Put her name in places where she knows the recommendation could only have come from you. May this year be the year that she sees the work of her day in and day out labor give way to hope fulfilled. While she waits, may she be patient as she desires your perfect timing instead of her own. Let your blessings to her put your glory on display. Amen. Hey, this is Tiffany. You have just listened to the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast. I pray that you have a smile on your face right now and that you are determined to go out into your world and make somebody else smile too. Have a blessed day.